Welcome to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. If photography is not just something you do, but who you are, this is the place for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything you need to be, do, or have to reach your true potential. Let's celebrate the creative photographer's lifestyle with your host, my dad, Linford Morton. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Shutterbug Life Podcast. My name is Linford Morton, and of course you can call me Lynn, and I am the host of this podcast where we serve up a weekly dose of photography tips, insights, inspiration, and all kinds of good stuff to those of us who are the diehard enthusiast photographers. Glad you're here to join us for another week, and this week we're going to talk about video it will be the first of a two-part at least series on video from your cameras and or your dslrs we're going to just deal with the technical aspects this week it's been a crazy week for me and so i am finding myself now a little bit about a day behind where where i normally would be with this kind of a of a workflow so Bear with me. Uh, I do want to share some things with you. Uh, I'm not going to waste a lot of time with a chit chat. I just want to get to get to work, if you will. And let's talk about video and video, how you get good or great video from your camera and or DSLR. So back when I was in the army as a as a reservist, I was what they called a pencil, and they called us a pencil affectionately because we were the public affairs journalists who did the written word. We carried cameras around, we took still photographs, and we did it on film back then, and we wrote our stories out to accompany them. So. The folks who were glamorous enough to do the the broadcast journalism, the recorded stuff, used to call us the, the pencils. Well, I deployed to to Germany during the whole Bosnia conflict war, whatever the heck you want to call it. I don't remember. But we were there, and we had set up our own broadcast um, station, if you will, at, at one of the headquarters. And I remember about halfway through our deployment, our broadcast journalist just couldn't take it anymore, so he went back home. And the commander looked at me and said, you're our new broadcast journalist. And I remember back then, we ha- I had to carry around this big old camera that I had to put on my shoulder to shoot. And you probably have seen this in in movies from you know way back in the day, and even, you know, probably some till today. It's shot on tape. We got three quarter inch tape. It's a really thick tape that we would edit on this big bank of of recorders and and players and monitors and all this stuff. And everything was always just so huge. And I had to carry it around in this huge anvil case. It was just a Having to carry it seemed to be punishment enough, but much less having to actually use the thing. But I remember I, I, I got into it. I started really enjoying shooting video. And the point of this is, 
all that crap I had to carry around just to make sure I got broadcast or high quality video. And you can get that today right out of the cameras you have in your camera bags. Now, even though it's simpler today to get great video, it's still not as simple as point and shoot. And so today I want to talk about some of the technical aspects of getting great video from your cameras or from your DSLRs or sometimes even from your iPhones. Okay, so that's what we'll talk about today. And then I'll do a second part to this where I go into shooting video and the things you will need to know to get to shoot great video from your camera. So the first thing you, I, I want to talk about is, the, is your settings, your picture settings. Now, often when we're shooting uh, stills with our cameras, we don't worry as much about picture settings. I remember doing a work, uh, a coaching this couple days ago, and exactly what I told her. So you don't worry about the picture settings. You can fix that in Photoshop easy enough. But the thing about video is you want to get that as close as possible in camera. So things like if you want it to be um, your picture setting, your, your, you want to get your things like your white balance set properly. And if you wanted the pictures, picture settings to have a certain look, like sometimes you want it to be a little more contrasty or, or just whatever you decide you want to do that you can do when you had changed those settings that typically do things like portrait, vivid, black and white, and things like that. You want to do that up front and do what is what's called baking it into the video because it's kind of hard to go back later and fix that. I was going to say impossible, but my good friend Terry White from Adobe, I'm just kidding, he's not a good friend, but I was sitting in one of his sessions at Photo Plus Expo where he was showing how you could do that with video. He made it look easy, but I'm telling you, um, if you, it's going to be easier for you to bake it in the right way before and not have to worry about that after the fact. So you want to do that in terms of picture settings and in terms of your exposure, you want to get that right as well. And an easy way to do that is to look at your life. You, when you shoot video, you're going to be looking at the LCD screen anyway and using your live view. And so a good way to monitor that would be to look at the, the live histograms. And so the histogram, of course, is that jagged mountain looking um, image you see on the photograph that shows the number of pure black to pure white pixels going from left to right. And of course, in the middle is where we have the grayer pixels. So you're going to watch that. And, and that changes in real time now when you use it on live view. So anytime you, you point the camera at something that might begin to overexpose, you will see that thing track to the right. Or the opposite, if you start to underexpose, you'll see it, you'll see it rapidly moving to the left. And so you'll want to make corrections right then and there and not have over or underexposed uh, video baked into your footage. Okay, so the, the the first thing I want you to do is to make sure you have the image exactly the way you want it while you're shooting. The second thing you want to think about and, or know about is your frame rate. Now, if you ever played that game, I forget what it's called. When we were kids, we would draw little stick men on a series of cards, and then we'd flip through them, and you'd see if you flip them fast enough, the, the stick man will look like he's actually moving. Well, we know this is what's happening with video. 
you're going through and seeing a series of frames. And in the cinematic video, I mean, the video, the movies you see when you go to the theater, they are shot at 24 frames per second. And, and you'll see that written as 24 FPS, 24 frames per second. And that's sort of slow enough to give it that luxurious effect. Now, most video outside of the video used for cinema is shot at 30 frames per second. And it's just a little crisper. And so you will see um, a number of options on your camera for the frames per second. And the default you're going you're gonna to want to choose is 30 frames per second because that will give you the best output from your video camera. Now, you're also going to see options for 60 frames a second. And at 60 frames per second, you're just going to be recording it way too fast. And the reason people will use that is so that they can record it at reg- at, at, sort of at normal speed at 60 frames per second and then replay it at 30 frames per second. And it gives you a really smooth, slow motion effect. This is actually what your iPhones are doing. When the iPhone has a slow motion mode, it's actually recording at 60 frames per second and then playing it back at the normal 30 frames per second. And so that's how you get things looking like really smooth and smooth and uh, non-jerky slow motion. Okay, so check your frame rate and be careful not to confuse your frame rate with your shutter speed. Because that's another setting that's going to be important. Now, your shutter speed, which you know is how fast the shutter opens and closes when you take a camera, you're going to want that to be double your frame rate. So remember we just said that your frame rate ought to be ought to be 30 frames per second? Well, that means you are going to go and set up your shutter speed to 1 60th of a second because it's going to be two times that 30 frames per second. Now, when you do that, that will give you, again, the best results for your video. Because the slower the video, the slower the shutter speed, rather, the more the motion blur is going to be visible when you have moving subjects. Like a car is driving down the street, of course, you will see um, more motion blur, like the same you'd get when you shot with a slow shutter speed. And then... With a higher shutter speed, um, you'll see the video looking just a little too choppy. And so, um, like Goldilocks, if you want it just right, keep it at around 1 60th of a second. Now, you'll see this other setting called resolution. And, of course, people talk about HD resolution. And you'll see them, you'll read about them talking about shooting at 920 by 1080. And, and and all that is is the number of pixels left to right up to down. So 1920 pixels across is the size of of the the image you're creating. And you know, like if you are creating uh, images with your camera to use on the web, usually a thousand pixels across is wide enough for most computer screens. But now you're actually doubling that which is why we're calling it higher resolution. Um, you, you used to see high resolution at 720 pixels wide, and some of them will still have that option, but for best results, now we're going with the 1080. 
Um, the other thing you're going to want to do when you're shooting video is use your manual focus. And the reason is in video, you don't see autofocus. And, and even in, in a lot of the cinematic, if, um, movies, when they're producing this in ho- producing movies in Hollywood, they will have actual manual focus and have somebody whose job it is to sort of move the autofocus. I mean, the manual focus. Um, and sort of rack it left, you know, in and out so that you have the right place in the, in the image in focus. And, and you're going to want to do the same thing too. And for a couple of reasons, one, because when you use autofocus, that motor that p- pushes the, the lens in and out, your audio will pick it up. You'll hear, and it'll be really loud and then the other thing is, it's you know, if you miss it, uh, if your autofocus doesn't pick up the right um, thing, then of course you have this effect where it's hunting back and forth on your video, and that's not quite very um, um, you know professional looking or pleasing. So you want to go with manual focus, and, and and it's good to try. I, I like to shoot with prime lenses, and I think those work as well and 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 prime lenses with macro macro prime lenses in particular are are made to be focused manually so you'll find that those perform well in this kind of a situation so don't forget that you're going to be in manual focus just like you would be when you shot macro photography if you saw my last macro photography guide you'll know what i'm talking about the next thing you want to do is stabilize it because unless you're shooting the Blair Witch Project, um, which has already been done, <laughs> so I'd advise against it, most people really want to see steady video. So you're going to want to keep it, of course, on a tripod or some sort of stabilized, some sort of um, device that will keep your camera stable while you're shooting. On your tripod, you're going to want to have a special video head, and that tripod video head is designed to let you do your panning and your tilting in in a smooth motion because when you are using the normal one you would for your your stills or your or your or your or your still camera i guess that's what i meant to say your stills it doesn't need to 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 pan as smoothly because you're not going to be recording as you pan you're just going to pan set it up take the next shot, pan, set it up, take the next shot. But in video, the whole thing is being recorded. So it wants it to be nice and fluid. So you want to get a special head for that. And if you don't have one, I would pan less and then spend more time actually just shooting what you want to see, let the movement move out of the frame, and then cut. Because you want to be shooting shorter bursts anyway, not necessarily following subjects around and around. That's something we did back in the old camcorder days. But if you're shooting video, you're going to want to do it in shorter bursts and then edit it together. But that's getting into the next epi- the next um, part two. So look for some, some way to stabilize it and uh, use shorter cuts or get a video head that allows you to pan with your subject. And then audio is probably one of the more important things. I wrote a post, you know, audio killed your video star. 
I was trying to be clever. But the point is, nothing will ruin your video faster than having bad audio. And one of the reasons that this is easy to happen and you don't want to, if you're going to use audio, you don't want to use the microphone that comes with your camera because that microphone is in the back of your camera almost. It's on the camera itself and you're, and, and more often than not, the subject that you're photograph, that you're videotaping is out in front of your camera a little ways away. And that space between the camera and your subject um, is filled by all kinds of other ambient noises. And and your camera, microphone, since it's way back there, will pick all that other stuff up before it actually picks up your subject, wherever your subject might happen to be. And so you'll see many people who are shooting video use uh, a little boom mic that they put on top of the camera. And this microphone, I call it external shotgun, and, and it, it, you'll just see it pointing um, at your subject. And it's it's narrowly focused, so it only picks up the sound going straight forward to your subject and not everything else around it. So it's uh, pretty focused <clears throat> in getting good sound for your video. Um, and that probably runs you a couple hundred bucks. I, I found that I could use a lavalier mic that plugs into the camera for about 30 bucks and will give me great sound as well. But it's, of course, it's tethered to the camera because there's an actual wire coming out of the camera that you're going to, with the microphone that you're going to pin on your lapel. But it solves the problem of audio and gives you really great, clear audio for your video, which is what you're going to want. Okay? So these are just some settings you're going to want to think about as you're shooting. You're going to want to make sure you get your picture settings right before you start shooting. You're going to want to check your frame rate and make sure that you're shooting at 30 frames per second. Or you can even experiment with 24 if you want to see what the cinematic look should be. You want to use your shutter speed of double the frame rate. So your shutter speed is going to be 1 60th of a second. Um, You're going to want to use the highest resolution at 1920 by 1080. You're going to be focusing manually and not using your autofocus so that you can control what's going to be in focus and have it move smoothly without the distraction of the sound of the autofocus motor. You're going to use a tripod or some other stabilizer to make sure that you get smooth video. And then you're going to use a, a, a video head so that your pants and your tilt will also look smooth. And then finally, you're going to get some great audio because you're going to use a, a shotgun mic which you will slide into your the hot shoe of your camera or you're just going to plug it in with a lavalier microphone you do all this you're on your way to having great video the thing is videos now on F, just about every camera they sell and everyone knows it's there so if you're selling pictures your clients start to expect it so you'll see many uh, professional photographers are now having to add video. I mean, I even had a, a situation where I was shooting an event for a client and the client said, hey, on our CEO talks, can you just record video for us? And, you know, I had to decline the work because I said, no, I would need to be able to patch the sound directly into the video because it's just going to sound crappy and you think you want it, but you will not like it. And I'm not, of course, I wasn't going to put my name on that. But you, 
everyone just sees video and just assumes that you can just plug and play, point and shoot. And that's not really the case. You're going to want to take your time and and get it right. And and even if you're not doing it professionally, if you're just out shooting, say, an event or something like that, even if you're shooting things like fireworks, I think it's always great to get a couple bursts of video that to to mix in with your pictures and have a nice multimedia uh, presentation. That's a lot of fun. Since you have it there, you might as well use it. All right. So that's how you get great video. And and then, of course, I'll come back again next week and tell you. Well, I don't know if it's next week, but I'll come back with a part two and tell you how you shoot great video. Well, that's it for this week's Shutterbug Life podcast. Thank you so much for joining this, starting this week with me and the rest of us Shutterbugs in our community. Hey, if you like what you're hearing, if you want to hear more of it, I'd invite you to subscribe. Go to shutterbuglife.com forward slash subscribe. And there you can get onto the list so that whenever I have another episode, you'll get an email to learn all about it. And of course, if there are any extra savings on anything, you'll find out about that too when I offer classes. And then the other thing I'd invite you to do if you are on iTunes is just subscribe there and also leave a review because I'd love to see some of those from you. So go to itunes.shutterbuglife.com and that will take you straight to the iTunes page. And it's also in Stitcher, too. If you happen to listen to your podcasts there, you can find and subscribe on Stitcher to the Shutterbug Life podcast. And, of course, you can go directly to this episode, episode number 31, by going to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Shutterbug Life 031. And, of course, you can just go to shutterbuglife.com forward slash search or podcasts and just put zero three one in. It'll take you right there. Okay. And, uh, and then I'd love to hear what you think. Have you been shooting video? And if so, what kind of results are you getting? Let me know. Either drop me an email or leave it in the, in the comments of this page, the show notes for this episode. All right. Thank you so much, and I enjoyed starting my week with you. I look forward to talking with you again next week. So until then, take care and enjoy your Shutterbug life.